Welcome to the Chapter 49 podcast. My name is Larry Lannon. I'm a volunteer for Chapter 49 and also uh, a a retiree. So I've been retired from the IRS uh, for about eight years. Right now we're going to talk uh, in this uh, podcast about a very important issue. I'd like to welcome back Duncan Giles, Chapter President for Chapter 49, our guest on every episode. Welcome back, Duncan. Thanks. Good to be here, Larry. And we also like to welcome Thomas Coates. Uh, he's out of the Chicago field office for NTEU and deals with Chapter 9 on a regular basis. So, Attorney Coates, thank you very much uh, for joining us today. Oh, yeah. Thank- happy to be here. Good morning. Well, what we want to do is today talk about the Hatch Act, a very special uh, situation we have a very contentious election year coming up. It's not just the national election. That gets a lot of attention. There are elections all the way down uh, locally. I have a school board election locally where I live. There are countywide elections and a few state offices as well. So politics can come in, in very different levels and forms. So I'm going to ask Mr. Coates to start this, and I'll ask the very first question. And the most common question, I guess I should back up a little bit. People don't understand the the background of the, the Hatch Act. It was enacted in 1939 as a result of a congressional election in 1938 where the Work Progress Association, I think is what it was called, it was one of the WPA, was one of those um, uh, alphabet soup or agencies created by Roosevelt, Franklin D. Roosevelt, in uh, to combat the, the Depression era. And there were people who were concerned that some government employees were too involved in politics. So the original Hatch Act was uh, enacted in 1939, has been amended several times. So let's just talk in general terms, if we can, Mr. Coates, just talk about politics, work, and how that does and does not mix. Well, so politics it's it, it kind of goes back to what I think we were all told when we were um, growing up right that uh, there's certain things that uh, you just don't talk about in certain uh, contexts uh, the workplace is a place where you're expected to perform uh, the employer's work you it can be a very easy um, dance you show up to work on time you put in your day's work and then you go home um politics um particularly now is such a hot button issue um really it's a hot button issue right now i did not realize that no i mean this i'm I'm, i know i'm breaking news here but (laughs) it's one of those issues that people can get very impassioned about and um just from a common sense standpoint um, no matter what your political ideology, um, if you've got a very passionate view about something and you overhear it at the water cooler, you start discussing it, it can create um, an understandable distraction um, in the workplace that um, takes away from, um, one, the employer's work, but also the sense of camaraderie that employees can sometimes form um, in the workplace, um, particularly now with uh, so many people either uh, for the current president or against the current president, um, you can actually lose friendships over uh, political um, discourse. So um, 
it's something that generally should be staying kept out of the workplace, but particularly for federal employees, um, you know, political activity is um, forbidden under the Hatch Act. I'm going to let uh, Duncan Giles uh, take the next question. Yeah, I'd like to follow up a little bit. When we talk about political activity, you know, what types of things, you know, we we know that we can't do anything or shouldn't be doing anything politically at work. But now that we've got an awful lot of people teleworking and they're at their home, uh, we may have some people that the lines may get blurred a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about what people can and can't do, even if they're at home while they're on the job. If you are one of the employees who is, you know, like me, uh, teleworking, um, you should treat your telework location the same way you do the workplace. So the, the quote unquote incidental use policy of the computer um, to check the weather, check sports, um, even though you're work, you may be working at home, uh, would still be applicable. Likewise, the prohibition on engaging in, you know, and I, I, I said it earlier, I should probably define it, political activity um, is also something that you can't do while you're teleworking at home on the government's time. Uh, what is political activity? Uh, the definition, any activity directed toward the success or failure of a political party, partisan political group, or candidate for partisan political office. So basically, if you're for Biden, against Biden, for Trump, against Trump, trying to do something that's going to further their election, either of their elections, that's not something you can do um, even while you're teleworking. Now, legislative activity, which I think was what you um, are kind of getting into, Duncan, is something that you can uh, do from your home. Um, and I guess we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, as far as teleworking, you should treat your telework location as though you were actually sitting in your office or in your cube at the workplace. Let me ask you about something that has now become very big in recent years, actually about the last 10, 15 years. That's the uh, widespread use of social media. Social media, I knew it. You knew it was coming up. Uh, this I knew is, it was coming. Uh, you knew it. And it, this is, uh, even if you're going to the office, which is happening less often now, people have their phones with them, right? And most people have social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and other platforms on their phones. So I think there's a, uh, there's a, really dangerous situation people can get themselves into, especially on a platform like Facebook and those that are like that, where uh, you may be chattering or going back and forth on a political issue while you're in the office, maybe even if it's on a break, you're really not supposed to be doing that at all if you're on government property or government time. So can you talk a little bit about what you really need to stay away from if you're a federal employee and you use social media? <laughs> well, personally, I think you should say, <laughs> personally, I think you should stay away from social media, period. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad I, idea, by the way. I know uh, 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 Mark Zuckerberg might uh, send me something after hearing this, but yeah, and I, I think you should, I mean, social media is just, um, 
it's something you should do on your on your own time, your complete own time. And yeah, you mentioned the uh, you know the use of the the cell phones are now mini computers anymore. So even when you're at the office, taking out your cell phone while you're working, while you're uh, dealing with a uh, a telephone call, what have you, is very tempting to do. Check your texts, what have you. But uh, yeah, you should not you should not go on Facebook. Uh, and like uh, something that would be considered political act uh, engaging in political activity, even if it is, even though it is your own device, if you are in the workplace or if you are on the government's time, you also shouldn't be doing it while you're teleworking at home again, because your telework location is considered the workplace for purposes of um, what we're discussing. So um, you should really leave all of that to your own time um, before work or clearly after work or on the weekends, if you're so inclined. Myself, I've really tried to uh, dial back my use of uh, social media, but again, that's my, my own personal um, issue with social media. But professionally, um, you are, oddly enough, you or not oddly enough, you are allowed to um, identify um, yourself, your, your preferred party affiliation on your social, on your uh, Facebook um, profile. Um, but you are not allowed to engage in political activity during work hours or in workspace or on IRS um, government equipment. I hope everybody heard that very clearly, Mr. Coach. You explained it very clearly. Duncan, you're next. Well, first off, Dear God, don't ever do anything politically on your government computer. That doesn't work well if you've ever seen the news for any government person in any government agency. And we've already, at Chapter 49, got enough work. I don't need any more. So please do not post anything politically related or use your government computer for anything politically related, period. Before work, after work, in your sleep, anything. Um when we talk about, and that's, that's um, Thomas, I think, is the fine line is, okay, I'm not at work. You know, I'm, am I, I'm on my own time. I'm on, you know, what, what can I say or what can I do? Can I espouse for, for a particular candidate or party? Can I, what can I do? What can't I do? Um, what should I be wary of? Those sorts of things. What, what advice would you give folks then that, are really wanting to be involved, but don't want to cross a line. Uh, if you want, if you want to be involved, and you know, NTU has done a lot over um, the, the the course of the uh, the the seventy, the eighties, and nineties to try to get employees uh, enhanced abilities to do things um, uh, uh, politically. You can um, <laughs> you can vote <laughs> for the party of your for the uh, candidate of your choice. Um, but um, as far as uh, social media, you can uh, get into your politically robust uh, debates, if you so choose, on social media, as long as you're completely on your own time, completely on your own equipment. Uh, you just can't fundraise for a candidate um, are, the, are the biggest um, do's and don'ts. Um, there's other um, things that you can and and and, and can do, but 
the biggest one is you, you are allowed to have your own political opinion. You can identify um, your, your, you can debate, you can do all those things, but you can't fundraise for a candidate. The whole fundraising situation is very interesting, uh, Mr. Coates, because I, I must tell you, I, uh, I've known people who have used their own time to, to support candidates they believe in and work in phone banks, either at home in their own time or at a center. I don't think there are many centers as much anymore with uh, COVID, but at one time there were phone banks, so to speak. And when you would work these phone banks um, trying to convince people to vote for this candidate or that candidate, any time the issue of fundraising came up, you had to hand the phone to somebody who was not a federal employee. That's how strict the rules are, correct? Yes. Yes, that is correct. Yep. Duncan, are you going to make the next question or you want me to take the next one? Go for it. you, uh, I really want to stay on this for a moment because uh, social media and fundraising is also an issue. I was checking the Office of Special Counsel. They uh, are the experts in the federal government sector about the Hatch Act. And you cannot even like, share, retweet, do anything on social media, on government property and or government time about any kind of fundraising event, even an invitation to a fundraising event. I think people need to have it drilled into them that fundraising and work and really fundraising uh, in many other uh, sectors of, of what you do, is it's, it's just something you want to stay away from. Uh, talk a little more about that. I think people need to know. So um, I actually had that. The, the only Hatch Act case I've had, and I've been with NTU for 24 years, <clears throat> this November, this uh, 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 I'm I was I've been with NTU since in tw- for 24 years. This past August, um, I had a Hatch Act case maybe I think it was 10 years ago, involving this exact set of facts where uh, federal employee, IRS employee, was engaged in a water cooler discussion group of politics, and it was during the uh, election where um, the gentleman from Godfather's Pizza, I can't, I, whose name I can't think of right now. Um, was Her- Cain. Herman Cain. Herman Cain, yes, the deceased Herman Cain was, a, uh, was, was the candidate. And somebody forwarded him an email at work uh, that had information about Herman Cain. And I don't know if you, you know, sometimes you pull up an email and all of the um, background imagery is not uh, clearly visible unless you click here where it says to click here. He did not click here. He forwarded it. I'm sorry. He got it in his personal email and he forwarded it to his work email um, because he wanted to discuss it with these folks uh, when they go outside for their smoke break. And what he didn't realize was that embedded in the email, when you click on it, it was a fundraising pamphlet for Herman Cain. It wasn't just giving information about Herman Cain. It was actually asking for contributions to his candidacy. And one of his water cooler buddies turned him into a, the office of special counsel. And there was a investigation and, I had to be involved in long story short, or maybe it's a long story long at this point. Uh, it worked out okay for him because they, 
they did believe that he didn't know that it was a fundraising um, pamphlet because he hadn't clicked on it. But um, you really, it, it really goes back to what I said on the very front end. You're really best um, to just show up and work. Um, the, 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 the pitfalls to trying to walk the fine line of the Hatch Act in the workplace are just not worth the uh, risks in my view. Now, legislative activity that we clear, like we set up a lunch, you know, back, whenever we get back to doing, uh, you know, in-person lunch and learns and those types of things are a different type of situation where you're not, you know, NTU is the ultimate um, nonpartisan organization, right? I mean, we don't care whether you're the, a person is a Democrat or a Republican. We're simply interested in those leaders of Congress, whatever um, person running for office is going to do for federal employees. Those who have a good record with federal employees get our support. So we're not really a partisan organization anyway. Um, but you can engage in a nonpartisan. So it, it's just a, it's such a tough needle, you know, to thread that needle that. I, I strongly recommend to folks that they do not engage in any sort of political, not legislative, but political activity in the workplace, on their work computer. Don't forward it to your you know, work email to send to other people. Keep all that stuff, home email, home equipment on your own time. Because as you said, because we've had um, allegations of Hatch Act activity here in the past and it's um it's it's very tough like you say you can do something very inadvertent and it turns out to be some big thing because it because of the hatch act so i always tell people i urge them to to stay on the side of caution and do not get involved in that part of it yeah on the very good word i'm glad uh thomas that uh, that employee didn't see any 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 bad things happen to them but going through that process is not fun and i would just remind people of that it wasn't fun it wasn't fun for either one of us really i mean it was interesting to me because i'd never had one of these situations before but you know it it was definitely not interesting for the uh for the employee because they could have lost their job let um, me let me talk about something else cuz i i while we have enough time to do this, uh, there's something we've touched on two or three times, but I want to make sure people understand the difference in the rules. Duncan and, and just talked about legislative and so have you. I've gone to legislative conferences. I used to do legislative work. I'm getting older. It's not easy for me to do all these different things. So I've kind of backed away a little bit from that. But legislative and political are different sorts of things. There are different rules that apply to each. So just can you give us a, a quick rundown on what you can and cannot do legislatively as a federal employee as opposed to what is political? And what's the difference between legislative and political work? Yeah, well, uh, political work is anything that's designed to um, advance or harm the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the candidacy of, um, of, the, of, of a – it's directed towards the success or failure of a uh, – of a candidate versus um, educational um, types of uh, things. Um, explaining what a bill 
that's being introduced into Congress means is not political activity. Um, uh, exp uh, educating employees on um, the impact of uh, a presidential policy on their conditions of employment, that would not be political activity. Anything that is providing information um, that is nonpartisan and not designed to help somebody get elected or hurt somebody in their election efforts um, is not political activity. So um, the uh, Talk, talking to people about the impact of the Social Security tax deferral, you know, and contacting your congressional um representatives about, you know, is there a way to stop this because we don't see that there's a benefit to it? That would be considered legislative, would it not? That, that's exactly right. Yep. That that sort of thing would be permitted versus going after a political person or party, a, a particular person or party um, overall. You know, NTU, the website at ntu.org is wonderful for sending letters to Congress people or senators on any particular issues that we have out there. It's very simple to do, and that's considered legislative. Yep. And we just get information to the legislative staffs of, you know, things that are of interest to federal employees. Yeah, I, I have a great example. I uh, went to see uh, the chief of staff for a member of Congress in the Indianapolis area several years ago, and we wanted to talk about several pieces of legislation. So we walked into the congressional office, we talked about those, and then I said, now I'd like to talk a little bit about how we might be able to, to help you in your reelection campaign. Immediately, we had to get up out of that office, go into the uh, hallway where there were some chairs, this has happened before, and talk about the campaign outside the government-rented office. So I think that may be one example as to how there is a difference. You're talking about legislation, about what uh, the, the things that are happening in Congress, acts that Congress might consider. That's legislative, and political is the re-election campaign. So I think that's uh, yeah. that maybe, uh, maybe uh, says it a little better. Duncan, uh, you get the next question. I, I just, you know, is there anything else, Thomas, that you think that employees should know in regards to the Hatch Act that they need to keep in mind that we haven't covered? Just the fact that the, 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 the importance of being politically engaged for federal employees, um, I think, has never been higher than it is now. So I think it's important to be politically engaged. Um, so it's important to become familiar with the Hatch Act so you can figure out, so you know what your limitations are. Um, it applies to you, not to your spouses. Um, so, although, you know, your spouse in, 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 in posting something to Facebook should refrain from saying, and my, and my spouse worked for the IRS and he believes better. I mean, you know, uh, so I, I think they should avoid doing that, but the, the, these are restrictions that, that apply to employees, not their, not their spouses, but for the employee, where the employees are concerned, educating themselves on the legislative issues is critical debating uh, in the workplace um, for a particular candidate candidate um, is something that you just want to stay away from. And I think in the next 
50, 40, was it 50 some odd days that we have before the election? Um, you know, the, the nice thing about COVID is that, you know, there, there are not as many people in the workplace as there ordinarily are. I know you've got people down in your, uh, in, in, in the call sites that are, that are at work and on the campuses. But um, just if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't would be a good rule of thumb. I mean, and I go back to the old adage like we all grew up with, you know, discussing politics in, in mixed company is um, usually a bad idea and particularly at the workplace, um, but in particular in the next 50 days, if you have strong views about who should be president or how the current president is doing or even uh, the candidacy of his challenger, keep those to yourself or express those on your own time, on the weekend, um, not not in the workplace. My last yeah, because you know, if, if you're expressing that after hours, uh, you know, on the internet, it's it's very easy to win a political argument on the internet with somebody who doesn't believe the same thing you are. So it's well worth your time to do that. <laughs> very productive Yikes. kind of thing. Yeah. Now, one quick thing before we go, uh, Thomas. Uh, November third is election day. However, however. We are hearing stories that with the large number of mail-in ballots, we may not know the results for several days. It's, we don't know that, but it's possible. Correct. If that is the case, do we still stay away from that conversation until everything is settled? So I would. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would because, I mean, it's, it's – um, <laughs> it's 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 just it's a road that doesn't lead to anywhere good in my view. Uh, <laughs> well, goes back to what Duncan said. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's yeah. you know I mean I, I know your I know your your real question is you know would that would that real would that fall under the uh, the Hatch Act the uh, mm-hmm. and um, I mean I've I've I heard on the radio yesterday that I think in the state of Michigan, um, they don't even start counting uh, the advance the, uh, the 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 mail-in ballots until election day. So um, the idea that it's going to drag on for some period of time is definitely going to is is definitely I think going to be ex- experienced. And I mean I I, I don't I don't imagine. I mean I think hyper technically it may not fall under. Well, no, I, 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 we, you know, I, we experienced this in 2000, Thomas, you know, with uh, Bush versus Gore. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's yeah. no case law you're aware of that was tied to that. So we basically what you're saying is better to be safe than sorry to stay away from it. I would because it's, yeah. it's, it's just not going to lead to anywhere good. And it's just not a necessary conver- It's not a necessary exchange that needs to be had on the employer's time in the employer's workplace. So I think Um, a bottom line here, we're just about out of time is that watch your social media. Don't forward your personal emails, you know, to uh, your work account. And has anything even remotely possibly involved in politics and uh, just, uh, yeah, as I, as you have said, keep your work, your work. And, uh, and if you want to get involved in politics, do it on your own time at your own home. Duncan, do you have any, you, anything you want to add to that, Duncan? Uh, last thing I'd like to add is, you know, it's very important this year for everybody to get out and vote. There is no wasted vote. 
if you need to do it now in Indiana, it's, you know, you have to have an excuse to vote absentee, but there are several reasons that you can or vote in person. And the other, so I strongly urge everyone to vote always. The other thing is I'm going to be taking off, uh, November the 3rd, and I'm actually going to take off the following day, too. I volunteered to work the polls. I used to do that when I was younger. I haven't done it for quite a long time. It's a huge need, and it's a way to participate in the system to make sure that things are done correctly. So I'm going to go ahead and do that as well. On that note, Duncan Giles, thank you again for uh, participating in this special Hatch Act uh uh, episode of of uh, Chapter Forty Nine podcast, and a special thanks to uh, Thomas Coates out of our NTU field office, an attorney there in Chicago. Uh, you've added a lot to our podcast. Thank you so much. We hope you'll come back and talk to us again. I'd love to. Thanks, Larry. And this is the Chapter Forty Nine podcast. Be kind and be safe.